and it's time for NEC women's basketball on the run. It's the regular season finale, folks. Hello again, everybody. I'm Ralph Ventry. I'll take you through today's show. We'll have Craig D'Amico on the line as well. He'll check out the tweet sheet. We'll kick it out to Craig's corner later in the show as well. A lot of business to handle. We only have two regular season days remaining. So let's check out where we stand. The year was 2001. George W. Bush had just been inaugurated as the 43rd president of the United States. Shaggy was atop the Billboard music charts. The movie Shrek was still a few weeks away from hitting theaters. And folks, Bobby Valentine was manager of the New York Mets. That was the last time Mount St. Mary's finished in first place. Well, 20 years later, Mount St. Mary's is once again the Northeast Conference women's basketball regular season champion, the Mount sweeping St. Francis U in back-to-back games, a home-and-home. First, they did it at Knott Arena in our featured matchup on Sunday, ESPN3. Then they turned around Monday night, went up to Loretto, another victory. That was the clincher. They are regular season champions. They will be the number one seed in the Northeast Conference Tournament. They will have home court advantage in the semifinal round. And should they advance to the final, then the NEC championship game will be coming live from not arena. So congratulations to Mount St. Mary's. First time since 2001. Quick look here at the standings. You notice three other teams are at the 10 win mark. FDU with big victories over Sacred Heart to get to that 10 win mark to move into playoff position. Those three 10 win teams would be in the playoffs. They would make up the four team NEC tournament field if it started today. But of course, we have two regular season games left. All four of those top teams along with Sacred Heart, will all be in action for two-game series to wrap up the regular season and then to solidify our postseason field. And then it's on to the NEC tournament. But right now, the Mount, they're in. They're the number one seed. Two, three, four, five. It's all up for grabs. We'll sort it all out. In the coming days, that, my friends, is where we stand. She gets buckets. And we're going to send some love out to LIU. The Sharks 
closed out their regular season schedule by winning four in a row. And their leading scorer in three of those four victories, none other than Kennedy Taylor. That's right, a sophomore guard, Taylor, coming off the bench in each of the last four games. Now, we're not talking crazy numbers here, but efficient 13 points in 16 minutes in one of the victories over the four games. She averaged 11.3 points per game, but again, that's in a reserve role. Extremely efficient from the field, shooting 51% over that four-game stretch. And as I mentioned, LIU 4-0, and Taylor had the Sharks' high point total in three of those four victories. She is Kennedy Taylor. She turned it on down the stretch, and she gets buckets. Now we kick it over to Craig D'Amico to take a look at the tweet sheet. It's the Twitter timeout. All right, Ralph, thanks so much. One last check of the tweet sheet here in the regular season, and we celebrate the NEC's 40th anniversary with this awesome moment of NEC women's basketball history sent out by our own NEC Sports Twitter account from back on February 27th. I was on this date back in 2012 that Sacred Heart topped Robert Morris to clinch the NEC women's basketball regular season crown. Gabby Washington with 23 points, Callan Taylor with 17 in the 70 to 66 victory. The Pioneers went on to win the 2012 NEC BBT championship as the number one seed. Now, this was nine years ago. Holy cow. I remember this game like it was yesterday. They had a geek in a suit doing sideline reporting for that game. Oh, yeah, wait, that was me. Uh, I was there on the sidelines for that game. Uh, and I remember uh, standing right next to the Sacred Heart bench at the end of regulation because I was ready to go over and interview Sal Buscalia in the postgame when Gabby Washington shot the three, missed it. The rebound came right back to her. She stepped behind the line, and she calmly sank it down to send the game to overtime. Saying that the bench exploded right in front of me would be an understatement. And Sacred Heart would go on to win the game in the bonus session. I got to interview Gabby in the postgame, and I asked her to explain that wild sequence. And she calmly and simply said, Coach Swanson asked me to shoot it, so I shot it. I missed it. I got my own rebound, and I shot it again. Very, she very much downplayed uh, the significance of that moment as a freshman. But, yeah, it was a shot to send to overtime that eventually – won the regular season title for Sacred Heart, and they used that game to take momentum in the postseason. They would eventually beat Robert Morris again about a week later in the semifinals, and then they would go on to beat Mammoth in the championship game. So it was a thrilling end to the 2012 season, and we look back on it hoping we get a similar thrilling finish to the 2021 season later this week. Who knows? That is this week's top tweet in our Twitter timeout. Stats amazing. And what has me in a state of amazement this week? Well, look no further than the Fairleigh Dickinson Knights, winners of five in a row, coming down the stretch, playing their best basketball. And the thing that really impresses me about the Knights is the balance. There's not one quote-unquote star. 
Yes, Madison Stanley, the veteran post player, she's up in the top five in the NEC when it comes to scoring. But then you look down the Knights season box score, you see Stanley there at just over 14 points per game. Maria Rotaire at 10.8 points per game, but then it's 8.7, 6.9, 6.7, another five here, another five there. And this team can beat you in multiple ways. It's really the epitome of team basketball that Coach Zamilo has instilled during her short time in Teaneck. Look at their two most recent wins, Fairleigh Dickinson. Nine players played in the first game of that two-game set against Sacred Heart. Nine players played. All nine players scored. You look at the second game, eight players played. Eight players scored. FDU is doing it, playing team basketball. They're scoring with balance. They're winning ball games and stats amazing. Now we kick it back out to Craig D'Amico. It's time for Craig's Corner with our NEC Women's Basketball Insider. All right, Ralph, here we go. And I want to echo your sentiments for the top of the show. Congratulations to the Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers 2021 NEC Women's Basketball regular season champions, the number one seed in the tournament. It's their 10th regular season title in program history, first in 20 years, as you mentioned. And it's their 29th time in the postseason, but the third straight year, they're going right to the semifinals. So they're one win away from the championship game. And the sweep of St. Francis this past weekend, means two things. One, all the NEC tournament games they play will be on their home court. And as Kendall Brzee told us in her post-game interview on ESPN3 back on Sunday, this is a team that loves playing at Not Arena. And they should. They average 76 points per game there. They've only lost once. And they're still kind of peeved over that one loss. They, don't, they want to protect their home court. So that's very much a thing within their locker room. They wouldn't have to leave Not Arena now until a potential trip to San Antonio for the NCAA tournament. The second thing that this does is gives them some options on how to play their final series against Wagner. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about that with Coach Marcusano coming into this game. Uh, this is a team that's in the midst of eight games in 14 days to finish the regular season. They were running on fumes against Merrimack earlier in the week. So Coach Marcusano now has some options. Maybe she wants to rest some players. Maybe she wants to, you know, give some players a break. Maybe extend some players from the bench who don't normally see some playing time. Get them some extended minutes here in this series because they have nothing to lose against Wagner. Now, Coach Marcusano did say that they have had those discussions, but this is a team that only has 10 players. So they, they have to play somebody. Everybody contributes. So it's not like they could take whole, you know, shifts like in hockey and have them sit. They, they have to play somebody, uh, so maybe not going to that extreme. The second thing to consider, though, is that this is a competitive team. Their focus is a championship. They have unfinished business from a year ago. So are you going to tell Kendall Brzee that she's sitting out? I'm not doing that. I don't think the coaching staff wants to either. This is a team that wants to be on the court. So it'll be really interesting to see how Mount plays these last two games against Wagner. 
And finally, throw in the fact that Wagner could potentially be a first-round playoff opponent. If Mount thinks, hey, we don't want to see Wagner in the playoffs, they could sweep Wagner and Wagner could be out completely. Or maybe they think they like their matchup against Wagner. So maybe you play some of those players off the bench, let Wagner into the tournament, and maybe you see Wagner in the first round. So how Mount plays these games, even though they have everything wrapped up, is going to be very interesting here on Wednesday and Thursday night as we finish out the regular season. Now, as for the rest of the playoff picture, there is a log jam, four teams for three spots. And like you, I have to give FDU a shout out. Their playoff hopes were on life support entering the weekend, but they swept Sacred Heart this after sweeping Wagner two weeks ago before that. Ten wins, five straight overall, and now they are in control of their own playoff destiny. If they sweep Bryant, they will be in the semis for the second straight year. In fact, both FDU, Wagner, and St. Francis are all in control of their own destiny going into these final two games. If they win, they're in. Sacred Heart would be the odd team out. They need to win, and they also need help going into the final series. So you have your three teams in control. You have Sacred Heart. They've been to the tournament every year in D1. That is very much in jeopardy here in 2021, but they still have a shot. It should be a thrilling finish in these final two games of the 2021 regular season. I can't wait to see how it plays out. And then, Ralph, we'll be back here talking, you know, postseason awards, playoff previews. We still got a lot more work to do here in the 2021 season, but it's just getting exciting right now. All right. They're turning up the heat in Craig's corner as we hit the stretch run here in the Northeast Conference women's basketball regular season. Two days to go, March 4th and 5th. Make sure you're following along. Make sure you download the NEC On The Run app so you can watch these games live, free of charge. It'll all sort itself out in the coming days. And then March 10th, the tournament tips off with two semifinal matchups. You'll hear from us again before then. But until then, folks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us all season long here on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Ralph Ventry for Craig D'Amico. We'll see you next time.